this Friday TGIF edition of the show. You are rocking and rolling with the best, the baddest, and the brightest in the game right here. In my own words, how to show on the streets, touchdown, Alabama Magazine with your man, the hype man, yours truly, Stephen M. Smith. So happy to have you guys tuning into the show on today. We're bringing this to you from the magic city of Birmingham on the Weekend of Mother's Day. Shouts out to all the moms out there. We appreciate all the love and support that you show to us on a daily basis. And got a lot to get into tonight on the show. We want you being a part of the show. As you can uh, check out the show streaming live on YouTube. Speaking of the channel, go ahead right now. Drop a thumbs up on the show. Hit that like button. Turn on all of those notifications. Hit that subscribe button. So that way you can have the best in news, notes, information, and coverage on your favorite program, that being the Crimson Tide. Not only are we streaming the show on YouTube, we got you covered also on Facebook and Twitter as well. So no excuse whatsoever for you not to be locked in to the number one form, talking Crimson Tide football. Got a shot at my man John Ivory in the building in the production studio doing his thing on the ones and twos as he does each and every time. And definitely want to hear from you, the Bama Nation, today as we're going to have Justin Smith a little bit later on in the show to break down Alabama recruiting with the debt period being lifted as of June 1st. These young athletes taking visits, they're visiting campuses, they're going around. Coach Saban really happy to host a lot of these young men at the University of Alabama, so we'll get a chance to talk with Justin. We'll also dive into Jimbo Fisher, the head coach of Texas A&M, has made this matchup on October 9th between Bama and the Aggies all the more interesting. So get your calendars out, folks. Remember, have October 9th circled. We'll get to why in a minute. And then also, Brandon Turnage, another Alabama player hitting the transfer portal, the third defensive back. What does this mean for the Alabama secondary? How does this affect the Crimson Tide secondary? We'll get into that as well. We're also taking your phone calls today, 205-448-1358. That is the number to let your voice be heard on the show tonight, 205-448-1358. And one more time, 205-448-1358. Excited to hear from you guys. That daily Super Chat Go, $75.00. Daily Super Chat Go, $75. Appreciate the support that you guys show us as the Bama football faithful. Got to get into two two shout-outs here before I begin. Got a whole bunch of birthdays in the month of May where my family is concerned. So shouting out my pops, Kenneth Smith, who celebrated his birthday on yesterday. And my mom, Ruby Smith, celebrating her birthday on today. So happy birthday to the mother and father of my family, the Smith clan. Very happy there for you guys. We also got a super chat to get to. Mechanic starting us off so far. That $25 donation helping us out on the show. Shouts out there to Mechanic. But we now get into the topic of conversation. And as always, Bama fans, you have those games that you have circled on the calendar every year, whether that be the Auburn Tigers, whether Auburn's good or bad, Auburn is always circled on the calendar. Whether it's LSU, especially when LSU is good, that team is circled on the calendar. But especially when you have a coach 
that guarantees a win over Alabama, that guarantees its fan base a win over Alabama, that says things like, you know, we're going to beat Alabama, we're going to show the world that we do it better than they do. That particular game is not only circled on the calendar by you, the fans, but it's circled, it's highlighted, it's underlined, you put a star by it, you draw an arrow to that game, to that date of that game, and you tell your friends, your family, your coworkers, you tell everybody, don't call me on this day, don't text me on this day, don't email me, don't Facebook me, don't Snapchat me, don't Instagram me, don't DM me. If I have to work on this day, I'm calling in sick or I'm getting my best coworker because I've got to watch this game. I've got to watch this game because of all the buildup and all the anticipation. And what I'm referring to is one Jimbo Fisher. Texas A&M's head coach Jimbo Fisher, she told the – Houston Touchdown Club and a little event there with the Houston Touchdown Club this week and a Q&A with Aggie fans. He assured them, hey, guys, we're going to beat Nick Saban's butt while he's at Alabama. He didn't use the word butt. We, knew the t- we know the term he used. But he basically said, hey, guys, we're going to beat Nick Saban's butt while he's still at Alabama. You know, I respect what he does, but we do it better at A&M. We run it better at A&M. So, you know what? Better than me talking about it, we're going to play the clip. John, play the audio of what Jim F- of Jimbo Fisher said at the Q&A. That's Jimbo Fisher right there, trying to get the Aggie fan base pumped up, trying to get Texas A&M fired up and ready to go, saying, look, I know Nick Saban is 23-0 against his former assistants, but we're going to beat him. We're the team that's going to beat him. I'm going to beat him. I'm going to take him down. I'm going to shut him down while he is still at Alabama. And <laughs> what makes it so interesting is Texas A&M, has not beaten the Crimson Tide since 2012. That was with Johnny Football, Johnny Manziel, when A&M came to Tuscaloosa, Bryant-Denny, and Manziel got the uh, 29-24 win over the Crimson Tide. Since then, the Aggies are winless in its last eight tries, including four losses at Kyle Field, College Station, Texas. John, I have never been to Kyle Field before in my life. This year, though? God willing, I'm going to Kyle Field because Jimbo Fisher has talked this game up. He's cashed this check. He, he's put this check out there, and he now has to cash it. Nick Saban is 4-0 all time against Jimbo Fisher. Three of those wins from Coach Fisher at, of course, Texas A&M. The other win, the fourth win, came in 2017 with Fisher being the head coach of the Florida State Seminoles. And – What's interesting here is that and Saban had his own response to what Coach Fisher had to say. So check out how Nick Saban responded hilariously to his good friend Jimbo Fisher. Coach, got to ask, uh, your friend Jimbo said yesterday that um, at some point while you're in Tuscaloosa, he was going to beat your butt. That wasn't the word that he used, but did you have any response for that? In golf? <laughs> I think he, I think he meant ball. on the football field. <laughs> Well, I'm sure there will come a day, you know. But uh, is that what he was talking about? Football? He, he, was talking, he was talking about football. Oh, he was? Well, 
they used to be on my noontime basketball league, I guess, you know, we're no longer partners, you know, when it comes to that. Coach. Now, they have a really good team, really good program, and, um, you know, they're getting better and better all the time, and there's a lot of challenges in the SEC, and they're certain one of the, certainly one of the up-and-coming programs, and he's always been a great coach, did a great job for us when he was with us, and he's had a great career as a head coach. So, um, you know, it's going to be a challenge for us, no doubt, when we have to play him. There's a lot of pressure on Jimbo Fisher, people, with, with him making the statement because Texas A&M, there are, very, there are some impatient fans. There's some impatient fans and impatient programs in college football. George is one of them. They're looking at Kirby Smart going, Kirby, we haven't won a national championship since 1980. Herschel Walker, when are we going to get one? You look at the Tennessee Volunteers, very impatient program. Now, Tennessee – is also kind of delusional because they feel like it's still back in the late 1990s, early 2000s, Tennessee, but that's not the case at all. And then you look at, you know, every team in Texas is impatient because you've got all tycoons down there, you've got financial power brokers down there, you've got five stars galore in Texas, you've gotten facilities, big-time facilities. So people in Texas feel like we should be on the same level as everybody else is on, and when uh, the Aggies pay Jimbo Fisher that 10-year, $75 million contract, they want to see a return on their investment. And um, what's happening right now, people, is this. It's, you know, national media, people have tried so many different ways to not coach Saban off the perch. How can we not coach Saban out? How can we force Coach Saban to an early retirement? He can't be the best forever. He can't reign supreme forever. The narrative has been how long will he continue to do this? At what point will he fall off? At what point will he retire? And the first tactic that was tried was having the two recruiting period. Saban was dominating the traditional recruiting uh, cycle so much, getting top classes that people felt like, okay, let's have two recruiting periods. The early recruiting period and the traditional one, that will knock him off. That will knock him off the perch. And in 2018, he didn't have a number one class, kind of struggled there. And people went, aha, aha, got him. Knew he wasn't dominant, knew he wasn't going to be able to do this, knew he wasn't going to be able to handle this. We got him. But the next two signing classes, we see he has greatly adjusted. He brought in two back-to-back top signing classes. So people go, crap, okay, what do we do now? Then people threw out, okay, the transfer portal. Saber's not going to be able to keep all these guys. So the transfer portal, a lot of the great Bama players will transfer. They'll go to other programs. What's happened? Some, some Bama players have transferred, but it hasn't been the elite players. It hasn't been the marquee players. It has been the dominant players. And other players have transferred from other programs, and they are dominant players. They've ended up coming to Alabama, being all SEC, all American, winning uh, individual awards, helping Bama win national championships, and save it has put those guys in the NFL. So now those people go, darn, he, he's done it again. Now how can we stop him? So now – it's gotten to, okay, here's what we do. We hire a head coach, preferably somebody who's worked under Saban, preferably somebody that knows how Saban ticks, preferably preferably somebody of whom is on the same emotional, 
mental, psychological strategy, recruiting, player development, somebody who's on the same wavelength as Nick Saban, not be one eye on off of Coach Saban, will pay him a buttload of money and will get him to and will get him to understand, hey, you know, you may not have to beat Saban every time. But beat him enough to where when we play him, uh, we get a little fear in his heart. We get a little doubt in his heart. We get a little fear in the Bama fan base. We get a little doubt in the Bama fan base. Just so when we when they have to play us, they know they got to respect us. That's what it's coming down to. Trying to see, can, can we get that, that saving assistant that's as close to him as possible and he can take Coach Saban down and uh, this is what A&M is looking at. Jimbo, we paid you the money. Jimbo, we got you the contract. You've been around Coach Saban. You're the closest to him in age. You won a national championship with him. You have got to get this done, Jimbo Fisher. So with Coach Fisher saying the statement, we going to beat Bama while Nick Saban is still in Tuscaloosa. We're going to beat him down and show you that we can do it, that we can get it done here. October 9th, Bama Nation have that game circled. A&M brought in the number eight recruiting class for the 2021 cycle, but that game, October 9th, have it circled. That's a big-time matchup. We take a break right now on the show. Don't touch that dial. We're just getting started. Upon our return, we get into a dialogue, a conversation with you, the Bama fans, after this. You're watching In My Own Words with Stephen M. Smith, brought to you by We Own the Fourth Quarter. Get your four-finger bling necklace today by visiting weownthefourthquarter.com. Throw them foes up. Every sports fan deserves the proper representation. Whitwill Sports introduces to you the title towel. Wave that title towel in the air like you just don't care. In support of Nick Saban and the Alabama Crimson Tide. Only $9.99 and it lasts a lifetime. Head on over to WhitwillSports.com and get your title towel today. Remember the taste of Grandma's delicious sweets? Emily's Heirloom Pound Cakes brings back those precious memories with just one bite. Each cake made from scratch. They make the perfect dessert to share with family and friends for any occasion, and ordering is easy. Visit Emily's HeirloomPoundCakes.com. Click the online store and shop. Then pick up your fresh cake at the kitchen in downtown Homewood. Order yours online at Emily's HeirloomPoundCakes.com. Emily's Heirloom Pound Cakes, making memories from scratch. And we are back into the action here, folks, on a Friday TGIF edition of the show, Mother's Day weekend. Appreciate everybody for tuning into the channel on this evening. Got a super chat to get to. The Pimp Man, Senator Hines, dropping in that $4.99 into the super chat donations there, right there. Appreciate the love. They're coming from our own Senator, helping us out on the show. But now... We get to the phone lines to take your calls. Call segment brought to you by the Blue Wrench Gang, 205-448-1358. That is the number to let your voice be heard, 205-448-1358. And we take our first call coming from my man, Wayland. Wayland, what's going on? Happy Friday to you, my man. Well, I tell you what, it's good to be back on TDA. I just thought I'd hop in here a little bit. It's been Mother's Day weekend. Rat-a-tat-tat, McConnick put the money in the hat, all the love in the TDA hat. I tell you what, the Blue Wrench game, his place is going AWOL. I tell you what, Dumbo Fisher, I mean Jimbo Fisher, opened his mouth and inserted his foot. Said he was going to whip Saban's ass, and Coach Saban said, 
it got off. Is that what he was going to whip me at? I don't know what Jimbo had to say after that, but I, anyway, you know, Jimbo, I, I pay about as much attention to him as I do the wind blowing. But anyway, how's everything going down there at TDA? Stephen led on me. Going good, man. Going up, going great way. And, and it's like I mentioned, I mean, this year, I've never been to Kyle Field before, but this season, I'm going to Kyle Field because Jimbo has really kind of hyped this game up now. And, and, and the last time Alabama and Jimbo Fisher were involved in a game that was hyped up, you go back to 2017 where Fisher was at Florida State, and people had hyped that game up, number one against number three, the greatest opener of all time, the Chick-fil-A, you know, kickoff over there in Atlanta, Mercedes-Benz Stadium, and right after, you know, Ronnie Harrison knocked DeAndre Francois out of the game, it was no game. The final score was 24-7 to in favor of the Crimson Tide. So this is not anything new when you talk about a game being hyped up where Alabama and Jimbo Fisher are concerned. Yeah, Jimbo, well, I don't know. you got to have big dreams in a small town, I guess. Sometimes that's the way it goes. But, you know, it's Mother's Day weekend. And Blue Wrench Gang, everybody in the chat's looking good. All these cities, towns, countries, and states, everybody that, uh, that donates and calls in and, and, and uh, supports TDA, well, I guarantee you they appreciate it, and I do too there. Coach Bryant always made the uh, freshmen when they come in, ride a card, you know, back home to make sure you know that <laughs> – to, to their mother and father and make sure they got there if they didn't have a phone, but he always made them call. But it always reminded me, you know, uh, Coach Brown said, if you called your mother today, I sure wish I could mind. You know, that brings back a lot of memories. So let's remember Mother's Day and what Coach Brown always said. And it means a lot, uh, you know, when they're gone, you don't get them back. So, I mean, you better, you better make sure that you uh, tell them you love them on Sunday and always remember that. But I'm going to get out of here. The show's looking good. I'll be back again, like I said, in August. I just thought I'd pop in here and it being Mother's Day weekend. Got a lot of things going on, but we'll get going here. It's football season. Maybe we'll get another national championship this year. You never know. Stephen, I appreciate it. Everybody have a good Mother's Day. Everybody in the chat, stay safe. Good weekend. I'll see y'all in a couple of weeks, couple of months. We'll talk again. Bye-bye, everyone. Appreciate the call coming in from Wayland and starting us off on a Friday. We take our next call. You're live on the show. What's going on? Hello. You're live on the show, Carl. Go ahead. Hey, what what that word you said that uh, the code for touchdown you know, said about my cold man? Man, he said that he was going to beat Alabama with Nick Saban still at Alabama. I mean, that's Jimbo Fisher for you, though. He wasn't, co- he wasn't cussing out my coat, no worthy man. He was cussing at your coach. Coat, he, w- he was cussing at your coach. He was cussing at him. He was cussing at him. He was. I ain't going to let nobody talk my coat like that, man. What, what touch is A&M at, man? I'm going to have to come see Jumbo, man. Let nobody talk about my coat like that, man. Hey, hey, you know what? Mm-hmm. I'll ride down there with you, brother. I will ride down there with you. Appreciate that call. Huh? I'll about coach i know i know you don't i don't want folks talking about coach saban either absolutely we take the next call you're live on the show what's going on what's going on steven it's your boy smooth man smooth what's happening with you what's up what's up man i'm just <clears throat> listening to the car uh, we talk about um texas a&m and, J- and jimbo fish tonight realistically what 
what what what you expect Jimbo Fisher to say? As a competitor, you're supposed to say I'm gonna beat Saban butt or beat Alabama butt. I mean, he's supposed to. Well, he, you you're right. He 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 he's supposed to have he's supposed to have that confidence. Absolutely. It's just at A and M, their mindset is okay, Jimbo. You've said it, but when is it gonna finally cash in? And that's why I mentioned there's a lot of impatient fan bases in college football. I mean, Kirby Smart has said some great stuff, but Georgia fans are like, when is it going to finally cash in? So the same thing with Jimbo. He's entering out his fourth season. The A&M fan base is like, Jimbo, we done kicked you out $75 million. We got the facilities. We got the recruits. We got all we need. When is it going to happen? Right, right, right. I totally agree. And let me let you in on a little secret, uh, Steven. I, I bleed crimson and, crimson and white all day, every day. But my younger brother, he's from Miami, Florida, out of Miami uh, Central. He signed with Texas A&M last year. So I talked to him, and I said, little bro, you know me. I bleed crimson all day. But when Alabama play Texas A&M, I got to ride with you, little bro. I got to ride with him, Steven. I understand. I understand. Appreciate oh, yeah, that but call. I can't wait to get – all right, have a good one, Steve. Appreciate that call coming from Smooth. I understand that. Your little bro playing for the Aggies, I feel you on that. You, you, you got to roll with family right there. I feel you on that. We got a couple of super chats to get to. I appreciate Naomi. Naomi in here. That $2.99 donation helping us out. And then Gucci tied with that $10 donation helping us out here on the show. Appreciate that love that coming from Naomi and Gucci Ty. But I, I, I'm going to say this right now. I mean, AM, October 9th, that's going to be a good football game. But a quick topic right here. Shout out to Landon Dickerson, the boy LD, former Alabama offensive lineman, is living the storybook life. I mean, came to the Crimson Tide from Florida State in 2019, crafted lifelong friendships, made that offensive line come together. Helped this group win a conference championship, a national title this past season. He got a bunch of awards as well. Was voted a team captain. Got selected in the second round of the NFL draft by the Philadelphia Eagles. And now the brother has gotten engaged to his longtime girlfriend, Brooke Coleman. Congratulations to, to Landon Dickerson. The best, the best, the best to that brother. Just an outstanding story that he is. Before we take a break here, we got to go to my man, Senator, right quick. Senator, man, what's happening? What's going on, Stephen A? Doing good, man. How you feeling? I'm doing pretty good, brother. Just sitting over here chilling right now. Chilling over here playing this game, man. Listening to my favorite talk show, man. Checking in with my TDA fam, the Blue Ridge gang. You know how we do, man. It's another Friday. I hate that I miss some Wednesday, Wednesday shows, man, because you be putting out some, some crazy content in the middle of the week, man, that I be wanting to give live reactions to. But, man, that Jimbo, man, I love I love Jimbo energy, man. I, I'm glad somebody wants to really step up and feel like they, have, they can challenge Alabama and believe it and give us good games, man, because – if they don't, the SEC going to be the same way it was 2011 and 16 or whatever the years we dominated the SEC like four or five years back to back, you know. And then, you know, you got to deal with the cheating talks and all that other bull crap. So, really not feeling that. But if anybody did deserve the time to do it, it would be Jimbo Fisher. He's a proven winner. Um, You know, you, you give him an opportunity to do it with, 
a full recruiting class. Jimbo, he didn't get the luxury of uh, what Kirby Smart did. You know what I'm saying? Jim, Jimbo had to come in and basically continue to kind of, you know, put things together. Kirby, he came into a, a situation where he had all the talent in the world. Good point. Good point. And, and, and it backs up what I've said. October 9th, have it circled, have it highlighted, have a star by, whatever you want to do with it. That is going to be a major game between Alabama and A&M and, uh, and Kyle Fibber. Appreciate Senator there for that call. We take a break right now, folks, but upon our return, we get to the real MVP as we talk with our own Justin Smith, the scouting and recruiting analyst for TDA. As these official visits open and back up, we talk recruiting with Justin after this. start of the fourth quarter we throw the foes up but now you don't have to wait until the fourth quarter get your four finger bling necklace at we own the fourth it's the first and only logo that captures the essence of all crimson tide players and fans as we represent the legendary alabama football fourth quarter dominance get your four finger bling necklace right now at we own the fourth get yours today and stun on them haters Touchdown Alabama Magazine is Alabama football's premier publication. A subscription to Touchdown Alabama Magazine is the perfect gift for any Alabama fan. For exclusive news and information, recruiting updates, a free annual print magazine, and more, go to touchdownalabama.com and click join. Only $7.95 per month or pay $74.95 for a full year subscription. That's a yearly saving of $20. Go to touchdownalabama.com today and roll tide. We're back into the action here, folks, from the break on what is the number one form for Bama football news. In my own words, yours truly, Stephen Smith of Touchdown Alabama Magazine on Mother's Day weekend. Shouts out to all the mothers out there doing your thing, helping us, helping everyone out on a daily basis, the love, the support, the nurturing that you provide. But we go over right now to the In My Own Words hotline. We pick up the legend, the MVP himself, our own Justin Smith, the scouting and recruiting analyst for Touchdown Alabama Magazine to talk about Crimson Tide recruiting, these official visits, these official visits, the the visits opening back up and just all things Bama recruiting. Justin, what's going on, man? How you feeling? I'm feeling good, Steven. Awesome. Glad to have Justin in here in the building on the show. And, you know, first and foremost, Justin, I remember you and I talked about off the air before coming on that Earl Little Jr., Young man from Heritage High School in Florida, uh, coached by Patrick Sertan Sr. Uh, Coach Sertan has put, you know, six, he put six to seven players in the NFL draft, this recent draft, uh, out of Heritage High School. But the one guy he's working with right now is Earl Little Jr. And according to, you know, yourself, Coach Saban, call Little after Patrick Sertan got drafted. What was that conversation like? What is Little skill said? How big is this for Alabama? Just, just dive into that conversation between Coach Saban and the young prospect in Little. Well, like several of the conversations that Nick Saban had on draft night, of course, he was telling Little that he could be the next first-rounder at Alabama, specifically looking at Patrick Sertain, since he did attend American Heritage School, which is where Earl Little currently attends high school. So Nick Saban basically played on that, showing him that it is a direct route 
from American Heritage to Alabama to the NFL draft, possibly a first-round pick. Nick Saban did not only call him that night, he actually called him that morning, basically doubling down on that, doubling down on his message. So the Crimson Tide are very, very, very interested in the four-star defensive back out of Plantation, Florida. As far as his skill set, there's a lot to like about him. I'm pretty sure Nick Saban likes the fact that he is a defensive back who is able to travel all over the secondary, play in so many different positions. His father, who is a former NFL defensive back, compared him to Minka Fitzpatrick, and that is something we saw Fitzpatrick do in Tuscaloosa, be able to be used all over the defense within the secondary, coming down to help the run support, also blitzing the quarterback at times. So Earl Little Jr. is one of those guys. He's a lengthy defensive back, which is another thing Nick Saban really likes about defensive backs. At the moment, I think Alabama is in a great position with him. He will unofficially visit in June, but he has an official visit date locked in for November 6th, which is the weekend of the LSU, LSU game. Justin, so as we look at now, Jess, with on June 1st, the NCAA lifting that recruiting dead period. So the official visits will be going. These young athletes will be touring the different campuses, the different programs. Coach Saban talked about how excited he is for June 1st. That way Alabama can host a lot of these young athletes. But just in your mind and from what you've, from what you've been able to gather, how many uh, official visitors or what is that potential list of visitors looking like here in the summer for Alabama? That list is very deep at the moment. When you take a look at that list, there's so many interesting prospects you could talk about. You can discuss guys like Dan Shorty, four-star offensive lineman out of Georgia, who will officially visit Alabama June 25th through the 27th. He really seems interested in the Crimson Tide. If I had to make a prediction today, I would say that the Tide lead in his recruitment. So he will take that official visit to Tuscaloosa from June 25th to the 27th. And he will announce a commitment actually a couple of days later on July 31st. So he is a prospect to keep your eyes on, along with guys like Ene White, the four-star defensive end out of Pennsylvania. He has the Crimson Tide in his top eight at the moment. I think a good official visit to the University of Alabama this summer could help him. Help, help the Crimson Tide push for him with so many top tier pro, so many top tier programs going after this elite prospects, including Ohio State. So he is a guy to definitely keep your eyes on. Another guy I will pay close attention to is Terrence Brooks, the four star defensive back out of Texas. Alabama really seems to like him. He will officially visit in the month of June as well. But there are so many other guys you can discuss here and. Those three guys are guys I would definitely keep my eyes on. If you're just tuning into the show here on a Friday, we got Justin Smith, the scouting and recruiting analyst for Touchdown Alabama Magazine on the line right now, breaking down the Crimson Tide as these official visits are starting to heat up, ramp up, and get underway. One guy, Justin, that you've been high on is Shamar James, and James is somebody of whom is down to two schools between Alabama and Florida. When you talk about his commitment and where he may choose to go to, what makes James stand out? What makes him a dynamic uh, prospect, somebody to keep your eye on? What fascinates you or intrigues you about his game? He's an athlete. I know that guys have that athlete um, name by their um, name, but it is but it is sometimes just put there because the guy can play so many different positions. But he is truly an athlete, a prospect in my mind at six foot three. 
and 200 pounds who could play wide receiver at the next level, possibly be a tight end at the next level with this athleticism, with the good ball skills he possesses, along with the nice vertical, his ability to go up and get the football at its highest point. But I think his the best position for him at the next level would would be inside linebacker. It's where it is, it is where I feel the Crimson Tide will play him at. When he's that inside linebacker, he's flying all of the football with that athleticism, and that can also help him in the coverage game as well. So there's a lot to like about the prospect. And when you look at his final two, it's Alabama and Florida at the moment. When I asked them a couple of weeks back about which school, which other schools were pushing for him, he only said one school, and that school was Florida. So I'm not surprised to see the Gators still involved in this recruitment at the moment. I think Alabama's in a good position, especially if they can hit a home run visit with him on June 4th. I think that would definitely help him. I feel the Crimson Tide are right there in his recruitment, but the Gators are not to be taken lightly at the moment. Well, Justin, so as we transition here now to a guy that you spent a lot of time with in the 2021 cycle, and that being one, uh, Terry on Arnold, big-time defensive back out of Tallahassee, Florida. Now, he's been training this offseason, getting his speed down and other things in order prior to coming on campus in the summer and possibly pushing for a job there, getting some playing time. How quickly or – how much do you see uh, Arnold coming in, pushing, and having that opportunity, especially with he's competing against Kadarius Callaway coming in, Kyrie Jackson coming in, Devontae Smith coming in, and, and uh, Kool-Aid McKinstry, who's already here, came in the spring and had a dynamic spring. How much do you see Terion Arnold making a push here just based on the times you've been around him? Well, I think his – I think he will be best fit at the safety position. So I think the biggest challenge for him getting on the field will be the guys who currently are projected to play a lot. We look at Brian Branch, Malachi Moore, looking at other guys like DeMarco Hellums and also looking at Jordan Battle. Those guys have not, I want to say this, they have solidified their positions, but they are in a good position to start next season for the Crimson Tide. So he's going to have to battle against those veterans. And he is a guy who is coming in during the summer. And a lot of those other prospects did come in during the spring, so they may have a leg up on him in that Pacific, that Pacific arena. But when you look at his game, this is a kid who is a workhorse. I've talked about it so many different times. He's a guy who's going to work up from sun up to sundown. So he is training extremely hard to basically catch up since he did not have an opportunity to come in the springs. Now that he is going to officially enroll in in this month, basically in the summer, I think he's going to bring a lot to the table. I think he is a prospect who has the skill set to possibly play early, but at Alabama you definitely have to, have to earn it. And he's a guy who is willing to work, so we have to basically see how it plays out with those veterans in front of him. But with his elite ball skills, his athleticism, just his natural playmaking ability. There's a lot to like about Terry on Arnold, and, there is no, that, and that is why he is a five-star athlete, and that is why he has an opportunity to play both football and basketball at the next level. As always, people, he is Justin Smith, the scouting and recruiting analyst for Touchdown Alabama Magazine, the legend, the MVP, the boots on the ground, the guy that's doing all things possible, getting to ever recruit every athlete known to mankind, covering it for us here, uh, doing it you know, Alabama football style. Justin, as always, man, we appreciate you coming on. Stay safe, be good, take care of yourself, man. Take it easy. You do the same, David.
Absolutely enjoy having Justin on here breaking down recruiting as his official visits, getting up, getting ramped up, prepared, and set to go for Coach Saban and Alabama football. We take a break right now, folks, but upon our return, we get back into a conversation with you, dialogue with you, the Tide fans, right after this. Don't touch that dial. Call in right now as we're taking your calls up next on In My Own Words with Stephen M. Smith. Brought to you by We Own the Fourth Quarter. Visit weownthefourthquarter.com now to get your four-finger bling necklace. You know what we do at the start of the fourth quarter. We throw them foes up. But now you don't have to wait until the fourth quarter. Get your four-finger bling necklace at weownthefourthquarter.com. It's the first and only logo that captures the essence of all Crimson Tide players and fans as we represent the legendary Alabama football fourth quarter dominance. Get your four-finger bling necklace right now at weownthefourthquarter.com. Get yours today and stun on them haters. Touchdown Alabama Magazine is Alabama football's premier publication. A subscription to Touchdown Alabama Magazine is the perfect gift for any Alabama fan. For exclusive news and information, recruiting updates, a free annual print magazine, and more, go to touchdownalabama.com and click join. Only $7.95 per month or pay $74.95 for a full year subscription. That's a yearly saving of $20. Go to touchdownalabama.com today and roll tide. Thank you for tuning in. Show your support right now by clicking that like button. If you haven't subscribed, hit the subscribe button now and enable all notifications to make sure you don't ever miss any of the best Alabama football news, notes, and information right here on Touchdown Alabama. As we are back inside the action here, folks, on the number one forum for Bama football news. In my own words, yours truly, Stephen Smith of Touchdown Alabama Magazine on Mother's Day week. Well, Mother's Day weekend, excuse me. Appreciate all the mothers out there for all that you do. But we're back. And the call segment right here, call segment brought to you by the Blue Wrench Gang, 205-448-1358. That is the number to let your voice be heard on the show, 205-448-1358. But before we take your calls, got a couple of super chats. How about Wayland in the building? Wayland, that $9.99 donation helping us out on the show. Appreciate that, Wayland. And we got Cody Tanner. Cody Tanner McGee. Cody Tanner McGee. That $10 donation coming from him. So appreciating weighing in and our, and our man Cody Tanner McGee helping us out here on the show. But 205-448-1358, that is the number right there to call to let your voice be heard here on tonight's show. But a quick topic as you guys are getting your thoughts together. Eddie Lacy. So this is interesting. We, we, we all know Tim Tebow is making a return to pro football. He had a workout tryout for the Jacksonville Jaguars, trying to get back with his old college head coach at the University of Florida, that being Urban Meyer. So, you know, Tebow's trying to get back to the NFL. And I remember on Twitter there was an Alabama fan who directed this question, this thought to Eddie Lacy, saying, you know, are you going to go back to the NFL? I mean, you were my favorite player when you played with the Green Bay Packers. I would love to see you make a return, Eddie. And Eddie's response was not too promising as he posted a gif of conceited off of um, off of Nick Cannon's wagon out doing the whole head nod, shaking his head, going, I don't know about that, bro. I don't know if I'm going to make that comeback. But it's, it, it'll be interesting. It'll be intriguing. Just, just do two. Alabama has put 
so many running backs under Coach Saban into the pros. And uh, I remember at, at one point in time, uh, Eddie Lacy was the first back that Saban put into the league from Alabama that just immediately took off, right? Like, it took Mark Ingram a minute with the Saints. It took Kenyon Drake a minute. Like, Eddie Lacy hit the ground running the moment he got drafted. His first two years with the Packers, he bust out, you know, 1,000-yard seasons back-to-back. His rookie year, 2013, he was drafted in the second round. I think he had a 1,178 yards rushing, 11 touchdowns, was the was the league's offensive rookie of the year, made the Pro Bowl, second team All-Pro, made the All-Rookie team for the Pro Football Writers Association. Like, everything was going smooth for Eddie. And in the second year, you know, he built on top of the first year. And aside from Aaron Rodgers, Lacey was probably, or arguably, unarguably, the most uh, favorite player to fans on the Packers and uh, just the last two years in Green Bay, it, it was rough on him. Injuries came in, and then there was little little whispers about his weight. He couldn't keep his weight down, couldn't hit a target weight goal, and that's where you know, the contract started to come out about, you know, Lacey, if he keeps this weight right here, we can give him a little bit more money. He has a little bit more of, more of an incentive if he can hit this weight, keep this weight, hold to this target weight goal. So after his two great years in, in uh, Green Bay, his last two years with the Packers, and his lone year 2017 with the Seahawks, he greatly struggled. But I would love to see Eddie, Eddie Lacy come back. I really would. I mean, because to me, when he those first two years for the Packers were, were, were fantastic. They were awesome years. They were outstanding years. I enjoyed him out there on the field, spinning, moving, uh, uh, running over guys, jumping over people. Like Eddie Lacy was fun to watch his first two years doing the Lambeau Leap. He was fun to watch. So hopefully, you know, he may try to make that return to football. If not, it is what it is. Got to shout out McConnick again. That 12-0-3 from McConnick into the Super Chats, helping us out here on the show, which means that daily Super Chat goal of $75 has been met once again by you, the Alabama football faithful. Appreciating you guys for all that you do. We take a break right now on the show, but upon our return, we dive into one Brandon Turnage, another Alabama defensive back, has entered his name into the transfer portal. What does this mean for the Crimson Tide? How does this affect the secondary going forward? We'll talk Brandon Turnage in the secondary after this. If you're an avid Alabama Crimson Tide fan and you love to flaunt it, then show your Alabama Crimson Tide support by grabbing the Alabama sneakers. They feature bold Crimson Tide graphics, so no one will be able to question where your allegiance lies. When you add these sweet sneakers to your Alabama Crimson Tide collection, go to stsfootwear.com and use the code TDALABAMA for $15 off your purchase. That's code TDALABAMA for $15 off your purchase. Go to stsfootwear.com and get your Alabama sneakers today. 
Touchdown Alabama Magazine is Alabama football's premier publication. A subscription to Touchdown Alabama Magazine is the perfect gift for any Alabama fan. For exclusive news and information, recruiting updates, a free annual print magazine, and more, go to touchdownalabama.com and click join. Only $7.95 per month or pay $74.95 for a full year subscription. That's a yearly saving of $20. Go to touchdownalabama.com today and roll tide. Thank you for tuning in. Show your support right now by clicking that like button. If you haven't subscribed, hit the subscribe button now and enable all notifications to make sure you don't ever miss any of the best Alabama football news, notes, and information right here on Touchdown Alabama. We are rocking and rolling, folks. Back in from the break of a number one ticket for Crimson Tide. Football news, in my own words, George Truly Stephen Smith of Touchdown Alabama Magazine. And before we get into the final topic of conversation, got to remind you of TDAware.com. That's TDAware.com. So for all of you fans still overjoyed with the Tides National Championship, we want you guys to check out our championship collection merch. Now, this means you grab you, you get you, you cop you, and 18 of them things, folk, honey, T-shirt or sweatshirt, as well as our Got 18 We Do shirts. Designs that feature all 18 championship years on the back. You head on over right now to TDAware.com. Do it right now. And you go to that Championship Collections merch tab. And you get you those shirts, those hoodies, get you that gear today. Show them that support for Coach Saban, the University of Alabama, the student athletes, and us here at TDA. Also got to shout out my man Jalen Waddle. Got his jersey number for the Miami Dolphins. He will continue to rock number 17 in the pros, taking that number for the, from the Crimson Tide and rocking it in the NFL lengthy Miami Dolphins. But we dive into now the final topic of conversation, and it goes to one Brandon Turnage, who becomes the third Alabama defensive back to enter his name into the NCAA transfer portal, joining the likes of Ronald Williams Jr. and also Eddie Smith, who got in the transfer portal back in January, but he's already at his transfer destination, that being the University of Illinois. And Turnage, a redshirt sophomore, was a four-star in the 2019 signing class out of Oxford, Mississippi at 6'1", 185 pounds. He's play, he played in four career games for the Crimson Tide, three last year. He had a good A-Day game performance had a pass breakup, decent A-Day game performance, very smart dude, very savvy guy. It, it's just Alabama is crowded, people. This is a crowded program. And if I've said this once, I believe I've said this a trillion times, John. Fact check me on that. There are four positions that Nick Saban recruits better than anybody else in college football. That's running back, wide receiver, defensive back, and linebacker. He's hitting more so now on the quarterbacks, but you know Saban is getting a stud at running back, wide receiver, defensive back. And linebacker. And when you look at since 2017, Saban has been stockpiling defensive back classes on top of each other. And when you have guys like, you know, Jaquincy, Kool-Aid, McKinstry that come in here, and the moment he comes in, Saban can't stop talking about him. Matter of fact, he inserts him into game, into practices over, you know, other guys. You look at the guys coming in in the summer with Kadarius Callaway. 
and uh, uh, Devontae Smith and Kyrie Jackson, those guys are going to look to push. You have other guys like our own Justin Smith mentioned in the, in the previous segment, Malachi Moore in here, Brian Branch in here, Christian Story in here, Jaquez Robinson in here. And then you got you know guys like Josh Job who already has experience, uh, Jalen Armour Davis, which, by the way, shouts out to Jalen Armour Davis. You want to talk about a kid that did not give up that kept pushing, even though he was recruited over three, he was recruited over three times with the 2019 class, 2020 class, and 2021 class. Did not pout, did not get down on himself, dug his way out, and the kick slide king JAD is right now in position to be the starting corner opposite Josh Job. You got to take your cap off there to Jagan Armour Davis, but you got him. You've got uh, Marcus Banks. you got so many guys in that defensive back room. And, uh, I mean, Brandon Turner just has to find somewhere where he can play. And I understand people go, well, you know, I hate that he's gone. You know, I want to see some pe- – I want to see these players, you know, fight and battle and compete and really earn a spot. But, I mean, let's be real here. Saban is going to over-recruit every time. It's hard. He is going to over-recruit. I mean uh, – even at quarterback, Nick Saban recruited uh, Bryce Young 2020, and in the very next class, 2021, here comes Jalen Milrow in here. So Saban is going to recruit, you know, talent. He's going to stockpile talent each and every year. It's just now, at certain positions, you have to pop faster. That's the case now. At running back, at wide receiver, at defensive back, at linebacker, you have to pop faster. You have to pop quick. You have to pop immediately. You have to make noise the moment you get on the campus. You see why in the 2020 fall camp when uh, Malachi Moore thumped Thayu Jones Bell in that drill. You saw why he did it. Because Malachi was like, bruh, I got to pop now. I got to pop quick. I got to show these folks I mean business right now. Because at those positions, you know, if you don't immediately show what you got, you're going to get recruited over. Now, there are other spots, whether it's at defensive line, offensive line, uh, quarterback, when you think about Mac Jones, there are other spots on the team where you can take your time, you can grow, you can be patient, you can be developed, but at running back, at wide receiver, at linebacker, and at defensive back, you have got to hit quick, you have got to pop quick, you got to get this thing done fast, because if you don't, you will find yourself easily recruited over and buried on the depth chart, and that's just what happened to, you know, guys like Ronald Williams Jr. and Brandon Turnage. Now, how does this affect Alabama secondary? It doesn't terribly affect that group. I mean, you know, once again, you've got Josh Job, who's got experience. You've got Jalen Armour Davis, who's locking down, it was like that second corner spot opposite no Josh Job. You've got Malachi Moore and Brian Branch and the things that they do on the field. You've got Marcus Banks, who's got experience. So it, it doesn't negatively affect you know, Alabama. The key here for the Tide is how many of these freshman players, aside from Kool-Aid, end up really popping, right? That, that, that's the key when you look at You got Kool-Aid McKinstry, but in bringing in Kadarius Callaway, does he pop? In bringing in 
Devontae Smith from Cincinnati, Ohio, does he pop? And bringing in Kyrie Jackson, the JUCO, at 6'4", does he pop? How many of these freshmen can actually make a push, get on the field, and have adequate playing time for the Crimson Tide in the secondary? Because I mentioned this on Wednesday's show, if Nick Saban wants to in a perfect world, he'll run nickel all day long. He'll, he'll go regular, he'll go dime if it's dire, if he needs to do it. But if he, if he had his choice of running the defense he wants to run, he will go nickel all game long. But Brandon Turnage in the transfer portal, wish the best for him. Hope the best for him. Smart dude, savvy dude, intelligent guy. It's just in Alabama. It's crowded here in Alabama. It's crowded in Tuscaloosa. And if you're ready to pop, that 2020 and 2021 class, as both of these groups have said, we're ready to go right now. We're ready to blow up right now. We're ready to dominate right now. And if you're not ready to dominate right now, then you have to deal with uh, being recruited over. If you're okay with that, and you're willing to grow and develop, hey, that's cool, that's fine. But if you're not okay with that, if you're trying to play right now, you gotta go somewhere where you can play immediately, and that's what Brandon Turnage is seeking to do. But, as always, Tide Nation, you want the best in news, notes, and coverage on your favorite program, that being Alabama football. You can get this by accessing the Touchdown Alabama Magazine app. You can download the app from the iPhone App Store. If you're rocking Team Apple, Google Play Store, if you've got the Android phone. For your audio listening needs, we got you right here. iTunes or Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Spreaker, Google Play, TuneIn Radio, Overcast.fm, or iHeartRadio. We got you covered. If the good and gracious Lord sees fit, I'll be back on Monday continuing the conversation that is Bama football. As always, Tide Nation, you can purchase individual copies of Touchdown Alabama Magazine. Have those sent to your door. That link will be found in the description. Also, if you're trying to be one of the first to cop the new edition, print edition of Touchdown Alabama Magazine, here's what you do. You go to touchdownalabama.com. You click join, become a member, a subscriber today. That link in the description as that magazine is shipping soon, coming soon. Also, if you're trying to cop that four-finger bling necklace, four-finger bling jewelry, courtesy of weownthefourthquarter.com, that link in the description as well. But until next time, folks, husbands love your wives. Wives appreciate, value those husbands, children. The weekend is in. But continue doing the right thing, fun thing, smart thing, legitimate thing to not be bored. Get you those three hearty meals a day, those three great laughs a day. Protect yourself. Protect the loved ones around you. Until next time, folks, enjoy Mother's Day weekend. Treat your mom right. Until next time, folks, you've been listening to In My Own Words.